Now the theme for today is that of new responsibilities. And in a moment, Nadim is going to read from Philippians chapter 2, uh, the second half of that chapter. And in this section, uh, St. Paul seeks to apply what he's described in the last chapter about Jesus' example. Those words you'll remember from last week. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant or a slave, and being made in human likeness, found in appearance as a human being, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And so he introduces, Paul introduces here uh, the practical teaching that comes out of that example of Jesus. He starts with the word therefore. The Philippian church is saying he's, is, is being empowered by the Holy Spirit to be working out, to be shining out, and to be pouring out the very life of Christ that is in them now. Let's hear that reading from Philippians as the Dean brings it to us. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 to 18. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent. Children of God, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith. I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Nadine. So Paul is speaking of three particular things in this passage. He speaks of working out, of shining out, and pouring out. I don't do a lot of work out now. The gym's closed. I try and get walking, but I do have this hand exerciser, which enables my grip to be maintained, because I've got, as you know, a bit of arthritis. But I can use this to fulfill the potential, though it may not be very big, within my hand and fingers. And this sense of working out has the meaning of practicing or using actions to grow stronger that we see in lots of different ways. Paul's friends are to be working out with each other the salvation that Christ has won for them. We talk about working out both in terms of physical fitness also in terms of working out a marriage, working out a relationship, 
doing things that will strengthen and fulfill the potential of those relationships. Our salvation is a word that can include many different aspects of what God is doing in us, bringing us wholeness or freedom. But if we're thinking about new responsibilities that God is giving us as his people, this call to make the most of the new relationship that believers have with God and with each other is something that they are to take with the utmost seriousness. He says, Now much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> it's not something to be taken lightly. They are to treat this responsibility with the utmost seriousness. I mean, maybe that you want to reflect on some examples of how you've been doing this, both in relation to God and relation to others. One thing that Mark Green um, suggests in his new book uh, is about a practice of journaling, which I found really helpful over the years. Just to think back over the last 24 hours, and to jot down a few things that you have observed, significant events or conversations, and to ask, what did I notice about God? What did I notice about my, myself, my mood, my reactions? And then to move into an attitude of reflection. How might God want me to respond? With gratitude, repentance, may be starting something or stopping something, or keeping something going. And then finally, just to bring those reflections to God, to offer them in prayer, and to sit or kneel in his presence and commit the day to him. So working out our salvation in practical ways. Secondly, Paul in this passage speaks about shining out. The actions that the Christ followers in Philippi are taking should make them stand out, he says, as being very different from the usual way that people in society are behaving. And he says they will look like bright stars shining in the sky. We have an image quite similar to that that LICC has put together that I remember vividly. It's one of lots of red dots, or a few red dots, scattered around a lot of grey. Those red dots represent the few Christians in our society. And yet, as we are scattered church, living out our lives to God's glory, we have enormous influence and connections with so many people. And God, who can do far more abundantly than anything we can ask or imagine, can work through those people in the particular places that God has given them the opportunity to be on our front lines, who knows what God can do through us as we shine as stars. Whatever they are, however they're doing it, they are to show how God's word is relevant and indeed life-giving. He says that you may shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. It was a great example to me just recently this week, as on the BBC News, uh, a person who is part of the Windrush generation was interviewed. 
He's a Jamaican who had come over to this country as a boy. And he told something of his story, a distressing account. He concluded what he said by simply quoting from the scriptures. He said, it would be so simple if people would just do unto others what they would have them do unto themselves. And he said, what would our society be like if everybody did that? So we ask ourselves, have we seen the life of Christ that stands out from our culture in our society recently? And how are we often no different from them? Is God challenging us to be people who really shine as his witnesses? And thirdly, Paul called the Christians in Rome to offer their bodies as a living sacrifice to God. This is the call to be pouring out our love to others. And Paul saw himself as having this priestly responsibility along with the Philippians, rejoicing with them as they poured out their whole lives to the Lord and for the Lord. In verse 17 and 18, he writes, Even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. I wonder if you are recognising here the essence of what Paul is saying. As we see in Jesus, so we see in you. As it is for Jesus, so it is for us. Jesus is an example of pouring out his life, of emptying himself and giving his life for others, is the reason why we are, can enter into that pouring out as his spirit fills us again and again with compassionate love. I'm sure you all have seen that in action, people pouring out their lives for others, especially in this time of huge suffering in our world. It's come home very recently to Sean and myself, and as we've watched our children pouring out their lives for their children, and very recently we just heard that our grandson Huxley, who is only 16 months old, uh, is showing signs of um, eye cancer that they're investigating now. We don't know what the prognosis will be, but we all know as a family that we are sharing in that love pain that is being poured out so richly and receiving from God the strength to face whatever the future holds. So we come to God and thank Him that he gives us the Holy Spirit that enables us to take these new responsibilities forward in his strength and in his way.